You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. All right, my friends, welcome back to the show. Thank you as always for tuning in and for listening and for being here. I so appreciate you. I just want to take a second to say thank you. I so adore you. I love you. You are very important to me. You're very special. You could be spending your time listening to any other podcasts in the world, but you choose, actively choose to listen to the Kelly Track Show. And I am so beyond grateful for you. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. I love you very, very much. So this episode today is so special to me and you are in for a divine treat, my friends. We have Jasmine Lipska here on the podcast today, and she is such a joy. She is like the most magnetic, light-filled being in the world. Like when you listen to her, you will just beam up in a huge smile. Her energy is so magnetic. Her message is one that is filled with love and joy, and she just radiates such a high vibe. And I know you are going to adore this episode. Now, in our conversation today, we talk a lot about self-love and that journey to really loving yourself and believing that you're really worthy and you know how Jasmine has arrived at that point for herself. And she openly shares that it wasn't always like this. And um, you know, I think that's the most important piece of of when we really honor the journey to getting to that place that's really wholehearted and loving and we are truly connected with our true self. We also talk a lot about what it looks like to show up as your real authentic self and how to stop hiding that and how to stop listening to that fear-based voice in your head and how Jasmine has really, really worked on her inner critic to really step up and be this amazing YouTuber that she is today. And her content is amazing and divine. And we talk about that a lot today in this episode about how she got to where she is and how much inner work and self-development work went into the making of that, which I think is so important for everybody to hear. Because sometimes when we look at people online, we just assume that they are like super confident and they have it all figured out and they've been just you know, confidence since their day they were born. And Jasmine really peels back the layers here. And she talks a lot in depth about what her self-love journey has looked like, what it really has meant to do the inner work and show up as her real self and really practice being vulnerable and real online with her community. So you guys are in for a treat and I know you're going to love it. Now, if you are new to Jasmine and her work, let me introduce you to her. So Jasmine is a simple soul of the universe. She shares on her YouTube channel a little bit about everything. She talks about her life, her daily vlogs, her traveling adventures, advice, and how to learn a ton of languages. You guys, Jasmine has learned so many languages. It is beyond impressive. She also speaks about her passions for wellness, positivity, and conscious living. She's a huge advocate for love, self-love, love for our planet, and loving others, which shines so brightly through her work and through her message. Jasmine is here to soulfully inspire, to guide, to spread positivity and love, and to put a smile on your face. So you guys are going to love this episode. Like I said, she is the most sweetest, kind, divine human being. And I know you're going to just absolutely fall in love with her. Or if you are a fan of Jasmine's, you're gonna be like, oh my God, I love her even more. Cause that's exactly how I felt after we finished chatting on the Skype call today. So if you love a really soulful, deep conversation and one of those sort of conversations where it's like two soul sisters are having an intimate chat and you're kind of like overhearing it. Cause let's be real. That's what podcasts are. <laughs> you're going to just be in love with this episode today. 
Now, I also want to take a second to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Podigy. So Podigy is a company that edits podcasts, and I am so thankful to have Podigy work for me and help me out with the Kelly Track Show. If you are a content creator or if you have a calling on your life and a message you want to share with the world, I would 100% encourage you to start some sort of platform. And if you choose to start a podcast, Podigy would be the company I recommend time and time again to take care of all your podcast editing needs. Riley and his team are super on top of it. And what I love most is that they treat my podcast with the absolute utmost care and concern. And when you are creating something, you want all-star players on your team and you want support that is really top-notch. And let me tell you straight, Kelly Track would not settle for anything less than exceptional (laughs) when it comes to team members and people supporting the Kelly Track show and and my team. And I'm so thankful to have Podigy in my world. So if you have a podcast and you are looking to get it professionally edited, I would recommend Podigy. And if you mention the Kelly Track Show when you sign up, you're going to get 50% off your first month of editing, which is super sweet. I also want to let you know that support for today's episode also comes from my friends at Four Sigmatic. So I am obsessed with Four Sigmatic. You guys know I love this stuff. And what I love most about their products is that they are all USDA organic certified. And that's really important to me, my values. They create adaptogenic mushroom blends. So what the heck are adaptogenic mushrooms? If you want a little visual, think about it like this. If you are a little mushroom and you are growing up the top of a mountain in a really harsh condition and you are like strong enough to survive and you can really acclimatize that difficult climate, that's like what adaptogenic mushrooms are like. And when you incorporate these really healing mushrooms into your everyday rituals and routines, whether that's drinking a coffee or having an elixir or a hot cacao or some sort of mushroom mix, they really allow you to get those benefits of the mushrooms, but in a really tasty, delicious way. Because let's be real, nobody just wants to drink like mushrooms or just eat mushrooms all the time. So that's why I love Four Sigmatic and the products they create. What I am obsessed with right now is still the mushroom matcha. I have been loving it all summer long. You guys, it's not summer anymore. So I have to find a new warm beverage from Four Sigmatic. So yeah, hard life. <laughs> I got to go find a new beverage that I love for the winter that's approaching in Canada right now. And I'm so excited to go take a deep dive on their website and go try some new fun things. So if you want to give Four Sigmatic a go, you can always use the promo code KellyTrack, which is all one word at checkout for 15% off your order anytime. And that is your first order, your last order, a big order or a small order. The code will work all the time, which is super sweet. So my friends, that's what I wanted to share with you today. And let's get into this episode right away. Amazing. Well, welcome to the show, Jasmine. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. It is an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you for being here. So right when we started chatting, we were talking about Well, I was sharing that I had manifested you coming on the show and that it was last night I was going through my journal where I write down some of like the things I'm looking to call in or stuff that's on my conjuring list or what I want to take through my manifestation process. And in August from my last Hawaii trip, I remember, and I had seen it, I was like writing down podcast guests I really wanted. And your name was the very first one. It said Jasmine Lipska. And then I looked at that literally And I was like, OMG, it's here. So thank you so much for being my manifestation. (laughs) 
Oh wow! This is so, oh my goodness! This is just amazing. Like how the universe pulls us together. Because I kid you not, at the beginning of every month, I always write down some things that I want to manifest for the month. So in my own journal, at the beginning of October, I wrote down to be on an interview or podcast with Kelly. And oh my goodness, the fact that this is happening right now! Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Oh my god, that's so cool! That's so cool. Yes.、Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> Holy cow! It's so it's so interesting the way the universe works and like the timing and just things. I'm always so fascinated by.、It. They always say that what is it? Is it synchronicity is God's way of remaining anonymous? And I think that's such a beautiful quote. Oh, that is beautiful. Yes, it just reminds <laughs> me of like the magic every day and the magic in sort of like everyday moments. And sometimes we forget about how cool that. Synchronistic stuff is, and that that could be like, a, I like to call it a little God wink, like God's or the universe is giving me a little wink, like you go Kelly track, like you go yeah, Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have some rapid fire questions that are themed and tailored to you. So would you like to do a couple of rapid fire before we get into the episode, Jasmine? Yeah, no worries. Okay, cool. So your favorite thrifting tip. Go with your heart. Whichever one that your heart is saying a yes to, that's it. <laughs> nice, I love it. Tongue scraping or dry body brushing. Tongue scraping. <laughs> yeah, I love tongue scraping too. Favorite affirmation right now. It's always I am worthy and I am enough.、Mm, I love those. I love those. Favorite yoga pose. Oh, the warrior pose. <laughs> oh, nice. Uplifting music or listening to a podcast. Oh Kelly, <laughs> oh, I'd have to say podcast. Yeah, me too. Favorite pair of earrings. Favorite pair. I'm just looking at them now. I just like anything dangly and long.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got a cool earring collection. I'm always like watching your videos. I'm like, whoa, those are so hip, and they. I love how they dangle. I like dangly earrings because it's. And also looks really pretty on video. So I'm like, oh, I'm like a a magpie. My mom always said I was a magpie looking for shiny objects <laughs> growing up, and I think I still am that way.、I'm、like, oh, sparkly. <laughs>、yeah. Favorite crystal, rose quartz.、Mm, nice meditating or visualizing.、Mm, if I had to choose, meditating, being present. <laughs> Favorite essential oil. Can I say jasmine? It's、sure. actually jasmine. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, wow, how serendipitous. That's so amazing. And your favorite plant-based meal right now? It would have to be just the nourish bowl. I usually have a nourish bowl every day with sweet potatoes and either tempeh or some other sort of plant-based protein and lots of veggies. Nice, nice. I love sweet potatoes. I could eat sweet potatoes every day. Like they're just、oh, so tasty. Oh, high five! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> nice. So, drop us into the first hour of your day so far, and what did you eat for breakfast this morning? So I've been cultivating a new morning routine recently, and I've been getting up at six a.m. and eventually I do want to turn it into five a.m. And in the first hour of my day, I today already I've done my everyday reading. I'm currently reading a book called The Conscious Parent, so I'm reading that. I've done my skincare, done my hydrating. I've done oil pulling and my tongue scraping. I've made my bed. I've done my morning journaling. I've also 
follow, said my affirmations for the day, visualization and of course meditation. I've done my yoga and for breakfast I had my green goddess oats and I have the recipe for this on my YouTube channel and it's just blended spinach with oats and shredded zucchini and I top it with bananas and coconut yogurt and cacao nibs and all that good stuff. <laughs> mm, yummy. I know I've seen that bowl. It is beautiful. I love when people just can put stuff together and turn something into something really magical. I feel like people who are new to plant-based eating or who don't really understand it don't really realize how awesome you can make food. And I feel like your stuff always looks so beautiful and tasty and like Pinterest drool worthy. So I'm on board all the time for whatever you're making. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And so how did you get into this, this world of spirituality and self-development? Because I know you started off talking a lot about languages and how you've learned so many languages and how you've taught yourself different things. But when did you start getting into this kind of new age spiritual woo-woo stuff? I'm so curious. I can really pinpoint it to one specific evening of my life. It was late last year and I've always struggled with low self-esteem and self-worth and I remember so clearly that evening I was crying myself to sleep because I just felt so unworthy and just in that moment something clicked within me and I knew that this was enough like this surely like I have to feel worthy like I can't be like this for the rest of my life and then I suddenly remembered a long time ago someone introduced this book to me called Mastering Your Mean Girl by Sambrosini. And in that moment, it just came to me. And now I realize that it was just the universe, the source guiding me. And so the next day, I just purchased it online and received it in the mail. And after I read that book, that is what really brought me into this world of spirituality because Melissa Ambrosini, uh, she really opened up to me just the whole more self-love and feeling worthy and things such as money is pure energy and she introduced me to the divine feminine and masculine energy and flowing with the nature and the moon and I also read her book Open Wide and that just really broadened my perspective and truly brought me into this world so I'm really grateful for Melissa Ambrosini and all the resources I had access to also some influence from my mum as well my mum is definitely she has a spiritual side to her as well. So cool. And that's so fascinating that you reference uh, Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini because that was one of the books that really like put me on my path as well because I kind of, I was really into like health stuff and, you know, health is a really easy way to dip into spirituality later because, you know, it's all like, you know, improving your body and feeling better and eating for, you know, better digestion. And then it's really easy to get more conscious and aware about the other areas of your life and what else is wrong, like mindset or maybe self-talk or, you know, what products you're using or chemicals, you know, once you kind of get aware in one area of your life, you get more aware in others. But I remember I was like early in my early stages of being an entrepreneur and reading just, I got obsessed with Melissa Ambrosini stuff. And I listened to like literally every single episode she did where she was a guest talking about um, Mastering Your Mean Girl and, I love her. She has, she's been one of my biggest expanders, as Lacey Phillips would say. Like She opened me up to so much and stuff I didn't really realize. And I didn't realize how much I love the mindset work until she shared it, until she started talking about it. I'm like, oh my God, I love this stuff. I'm so glad that you love that book too. And she's from Australia. So I feel like so much good stuff happens in Australia. Half the time <laughs> I wish I lived over there. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's she's just amazing, and I'm going to be meeting her in November when she comes down to Melbourne for an event. So, oh my goodness, I'm so excited! Oh my god, that's so exciting! Is she on like a tour or is this a speaking gig she's doing? She's going to be at the Wonderlust event in Melbourne. Oh my god, that's so cool! That's so exciting. <laughs> so, you know, on this topic of dealing with your self-worth and self-esteem and sort of coming home to who you really are. You know, you've got this super popular YouTube channel now where your your real authentic self deeply shines. And you know, it's one thing I feel like to be your real self with a friend. And then there's another thing to be your real self online publicly. So how did you reach that point in your self-development journey where you felt like you could really truly publicly express who you really are? During my self-development journey, I really, really realized that vulnerability and being authentic is everything for deep relationships in your life and to to let go of shame and guilt as well. And I learned that from Brene Brown through her books as well. And it's so important for true inner peace and joy as well when you are vulnerable. And when you are authentic, I realized that you also allow others to have a full authentic experience too, whether it's online or in real life. So when I realized that, I never thought that I would begin sharing all of the stuff on my YouTube channel because, like you said, I started off with languages and stuff. But because I was building this community, I wanted to start sharing more of my past experiences, such as my low self-esteem and opening up about my exercise addiction in the past. And something more recent was I opened up about my eating disorder, and that was a huge thing for me to share. But I realized it's just so important to talk about it and that when you share your story, so many people can relate because we all share the human condition and we need to talk more about these things to shed the light and just spread awareness and when you know that you're not alone it is so incredibly helpful for healing and really we are just here to express our truth because we are all one and we all share the human condition so there's nothing to hide and the more you open up honestly and authentically about who you really are the more people can relate to you and it gives them permission to open up as well and talk about it. And when you talk about these things, it can also help you to release so much of what you're keeping inside because when you keep it all inside to yourself, it does cause stress and dis-ease in the body literally as well. So yeah, I guess when I just be vulnerable, it creates more oneness and I just want to serve the higher good, I guess. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, this, the point of, you know, vulnerability creating connection because we totally all do share the human experience and we always feel like it's just us that's going through it when like everybody else is going through it too, but we like don't talk about it. And like, this is, you know, so much of Brene Brown's work and thank goodness we have Brene. I don't know what we would do without Brene. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I, the world before her books and the topic of vulnerability, you know, we all just were like, okay, my life is perfect. Everything is great in my Instagram highlight reel when everything is like going to hell in a handbasket, you know, offline. But did it kind of sort of come as a progression or did you wake up one day thinking like, I'm going to be more authentic or like, I'm going to be more vulnerable. Or did you put out one video where it was a little bit more vulnerable and you got really good traction? You're like, okay, I'll just do it one more time. What, What did that process look like for you from that point of working a lot and talking about languages to this point now where you're really open and honest about your true life? 
I think it was gradual. So it was last year when I first opened up about my past exercise addiction and I received so many comments and messages from people saying that they had similar experience or that they found this video really helpful and it's helping them with their recovery. And I remember from that point onwards, I really wanted to share more and more. And at that time, I didn't know when I was going to open up about my eating disorder, which is something that I knew I had to talk about at once day and then it was in the middle of this year when just a light bulb went off and I just felt really cold to just share it and put it out there so it was yeah gradual process Mm -hmm. and then yeah I like the piece about the inspired action like the inner call to be like okay now it's time to do it because I feel like we all get that call when it comes in really strong and it can come in different ways. But I know I've had that sort of same thing. And I appreciate you sharing that because I can reflect in my own experiences when you say that being like, be more real, Kelly, like show up more authentic, talk about the struggle, talk about like the dark or the shadow or the stuff that you've been afraid to touch before. Cause it's not as like happy and cheerful and bright and happy go lucky. And every time you get that intuitive hit to do something a little bit more deeper or, or raw or real, I feel like that's always a great action step to take because it connects you even more. So I so appreciate you sharing that. I have so many listeners who would just like love to do what you do. And, you know, you are like a huge expander for them. And I had so many people when I shared on Instagram that you're coming on the show, they're like, oh my God, I love Jasmine. I'm so excited. Yeah, I got so many of those messages. Um, So there's a lot of people out there who would love to have like a podcast or a YouTube channel or create online resources like courses and eBooks. And you've got almost 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. You have your gorgeous eBooks and you work with your life coaching clients. So What would you say to somebody who really desires this dream too, but is just so worried about what other people are going to think of them when they put themselves out there? You know, they're so nervous to really express who they really are publicly, but they still want that dream so badly. This is a topic that I'm really passionate about because I really want to see a world where everyone is just going after their dreams and following their passions. And I guess what I would say to these people is life is a gift. It is so precious and you are alive today and breathing because you have this dream, you have this purpose to fulfill. And this lifetime is short relatively compared to, you know, the universe is billions and billions of years old. And so your soul is here to fulfill its highest potential, to grow, to expand, to not play small, but to take up space. It is here to take up space unapologetically and use its gifts given to you to serve the world. I think that is true fulfillment. And it's really all about mastering our ego. We all have one and it's simply just about learning how to close the door on it from a place of love and developing the self-awareness to choose love over fear. And yeah, I think most people or can be afraid to go for their dreams because of fear, like fear of judgment or opinions from other people, or failure, worry or change, and just a whole bunch of limiting beliefs, which is really just the ego, the conditioned mind. And so when you have the awareness, you are able to practice closing the door on the ego and return to your truth, the truth that is how you were born, which is confidence, which is not worrying about judgments or taking things personally, not being afraid of going after your dreams. And a tip I have is you can change negative self-talk into positive self-talk. So when you have that self-awareness, 
voices, identify if there's any inner critical voices, and just change the story starting from this very moment because you create your reality. You can change your story and create a wonderful story about yourself. And yes, it may take a bit of time to unprogram the limiting beliefs like I have experienced myself, and I'm still actually still going through that and reprogramming myself, but every step is a step forward. And yeah, I have just so much to say, but you are here to fulfill your truest dreams. They are yours for divine reason. They are yours because you absolutely have the capacity to manifest it into reality. God or source, the creator, trusted you with this dream. So don't let anything hold you back. And when you don't own your truth, you suppress what you have been created to express, which is what the world needs. And it just comes down to worthiness. You are so worthy of dreaming as big as your heart desires. It is your birth, right? I love that, Jasmine. That is so beautiful and so true. And I really think what you shared, that bit about fear and really getting clear on that inner critic and that fear-based voice and learning to just close the door on it and practice that compassionate, you know, shutting the door and really taking time to deal with that like one little piece because there's always like a million little self-limiting beliefs that come up in this process of creation and doing our work. And I like what you shared, you know, the fact that because the universe has really given you this vision and is offering you this thing, like it's your birthright. It's what you can create. Like if you didn't have the dream, then it wouldn't have been meant for you. And because you have the dream, it is meant for you. And I think that's so beautiful. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. What has your journey towards self-love and self-worth really looked like over time? Like how have you arrived at this point where you're like, I am awesome. Like I am good enough. Like I am worthy. How has that transpired? Uh, yeah, well, it was definitely a roller coaster. And yeah, to be completely honest, uh, it was especially during my teenage years, I guess in childhood, for most of us, we don't really have this concept of self-love. We just love ourselves because that's who we are. We're the inner child within us. But then the more we grow up and all these conditioning beliefs and stuff, we during teenage years, we just learn more about what is around us and then we become influenced by external factors such as social media and other things around us and for me that's when my self-love scale I guess I'd say started to drop because I was a perfectionist in a way and I always wanted to seek approval of others and please others so I had really low self-esteem and low confidence and it's funny it's really funny because during my teenage years I would receive compliments such as oh Jasmine you're you're so smart like from school for example you're so good at this but I never felt that I never felt good enough and this all led to my body dysmorphia eating disorders and I don't say these things lightly at all I really experienced this and yeah like I mentioned earlier I cried myself to sleep some days because I just felt so unworthy like never good enough and I suppressed my feelings a lot but I guess in spite of that, still during my teenage years, I practiced forms of self-love. I still was aware of that concept, so I prioritized my sleep. I, I've always been focused on wellness and living a healthy lifestyle because, I guess, from the influence of my family, so I still ate nourishing foods, and I've always been unapologetic about my dreams as well, always going for it. I always saw the beauty in others. For some reason, I just couldn't always see it in myself, and so it's just been a long process of 
learning more and more and now I'm just in a completely different mindset and state and this year really has been a year of growth for me and just really doing all of the inner work and constantly learning and surrounding myself in a positive environment and I realized that self-love is so important because the relationship you have with yourself is the most important one and just to be the best version of yourself not only for myself but also for my family for loved ones for friends and my online community as well that I was building out wanted to just be there fully as myself so yeah I did a lot of inner work reading listening to podcasts and here I am and I really appreciate your realness and I really resonate with what you shared about like back in the days especially when our subconscious mind is really like taking on a ton of programming and like I felt the same in high school when people would give me compliments like you're so smart Kelly or your grades are great or like you're really amazing and I'd be like what are you talking about I had it was like I couldn't I couldn't see it or I couldn't understand it and you know, self-love is such a beautiful thing. And it's something nobody teaches or really talks about, which is so hard. I had a conversation with my friend, actually Dominique, who was on the podcast recently. I'll link her in the show notes. But she had said to me once, and we were talking on Skype, and she was saying, you know, growing up, they always teach us self-confidence, self-confidence, like be confident. But nobody ever teaches us to love ourselves, to how to do self-love and self-confidence and self-love are so different. And a lot of us are taught with like, be confident and like talk confidently, but loving yourself confidently is something almost nobody knows how to do. So yeah. And then what kind of like stuff does your self-care practice look like in in real life? I know because sometimes we think of self-love and we're like, bubble baths, like mani-pedis, like really extravagant spa vacations. What does it look like to love yourself on a daily basis? Well, for me personally, like getting up early, for example, is a practice of self-care. And for self-love, something I've been working on is allowing myself to feel, to to have low days, to experience that, to not be harsh on myself just because I feel low because I know it will all pass and we need polarity in our lives. So yeah, just not being harsh on myself, to have a full human experience, to fully be there, allow any emotion to or feelings just to pass through you and being in the present and meditating, for example, just doing things that will benefit my well-being, cultivate a feeling of joy and tapping into my inner peace. Mm, And I think that's really relatable to, you know, what you shared and those things that we can all do and they're not overly difficult or extravagant. And self-love always looks quite simple when we pair back and just experiencing joy. I think the way you said that is so is so true. Like allowing yourself to experience joy and allowing yourself to be easy on yourself when you're not experiencing joy and just be like, okay, that's okay and not be overly hard because we're always so hard on ourselves. Like, why are you sick today? Or why do you feel like that? Or how come you're not in the best of moods? Or how come you can't do that yoga pose like everybody else in the classroom? Like, why are you so stiff? You know, it's that little inner critic. Um, and it always comes down to that inner critic voice. I feel like that has been so deeply rooted in my self-love journey too is dealing with that inner critic so I'm really glad you brought that up hey friends it's me I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and let you know that you can snag some of my best top tier business strategies that I use myself in my own business and what I teach in your conscious empire which is my online class that teaches you how to build a heart-centered business how to do what you adore and most importantly how to free yourself financially Now, I always get asked the same question, which is this, how exactly I built this business, how I earn a full-time income doing what I love, and how I grew this into a successful and legit thing. 
Well, in this course, I guide you step-by-step in radical honesty so you can do it too. Your Conscious Empire teaches you everything. It's seriously your roadmap and your best friend. You'll learn everything, like how you master your mindset as an entrepreneur, how you build something with a $0 budget, how you test and validate your ideas before you spend money. This is exactly how you get stuff off the ground. And in addition, you're gonna learn how to consciously sell your products and items, market in the heart-centered way, and what it takes to grow your business into a conscious empire of your own. Now, what I want to share with you today is the fact that you can preview a few of these video modules from this exact course and totally experience what my students are loving right now. So hurry on over to the show notes and go preview about an hour of some of my best top tier strategies, ideas, and action items that you can implement right now to start your dream business or take what you got and go to the next level. All right, my friends, back to the show. Now, something else that really shines through your work is the practice of gratitude. So how do you practice gratitude for yourself and for your current accomplishments versus leaning into that inner critic and that ego's hunger for more and for striving and for always going after that next big thing? Yeah, gratitude is everything. I aim to live my life in a state of gratitude. And I've realized that, yeah, there's always going to be more. And that's totally okay to desire more. It's completely natural. And we as humans, we need it so we can keep on striving and to grow. But I choose to place my main focus on all that I already have and visualize what I desire. And yeah, what you focus on grows. So when I'm thankful for reading, reaching a milestone, for example, and I feel joyful, that is the most important thing in manifesting. I'm telling the universe that this is what I want more of anyway when I'm thankful. So simply just by focusing on gratitude and having this feeling, I'm telling the universe that I'm happy, thank you, and it will just give you more anyway. What kind of stuff do you say to yourself or like how do you combat the inner critic when you have those days where like, I need to hit like three hundred thousand subscribers on youtube or like it's not good enough like i don't know if you have days like that i know for me my mind will race in that direction because i'm really good at achieving things and it'll be like no matter what i've done it's always like okay the next one what do you do in those kinds of moments when you really need to like root back in and be like okay how can i be really appreciative of my situation now versus like chase that ego's desire for more or the inner critic's desire to like always be that better version when you're already great as is I know that as long as I do my best and I'm giving my all, I just trust in the divine timing of the universe. And I'm I'm always grateful for the now because every situation that is happening, our soul needs it right now. Every single experience serves us and our higher good. So I just do my best. I focus on what I already have, my accomplishments. And yes, sometimes I still have that inner critic, but I just remind myself that Everything is happening at the perfect divine timing and there is no rush. Just trust, surrender, and everything will come to you. Everything that's yours is meant to be yours will be yours. I love that. And trust is such a beautiful, powerful practice. So how do you get into that space of trust when you are working towards something or you're looking at something, but you're practicing that trust in the divine timing? What does that look like for you? 
I really believe that everything happens for the ultimate good of our soul. So I really come to this place where I'm not rushing around with life. Life isn't an emergency. And I just believe that everything will come when it needs to come, when your soul needs it. You just need to open your eyes, stay open wide to all of the possibilities and opportunities and listen to your heart. I love that. I think that's so beautiful. And I just took a huge sigh and exhale because that really hit home for me right now. And I really appreciate you sharing that. There is no need to rush. It's not an emergency and you can just trust in the timing. I think something my intuition always tells me is that everything will come in the exact right divine timing. It always says exact right divine timing. And I'm like, well, when is that exact right divine timing? Like, is that now? <laughs> can it come now? And, you know, I'm always like, oh, okay, can, can we hurry it up a little bit? Or how can I make it a little bit faster? Um, and that's something I want to get into a little bit later when we talk a tiny bit about manifesting is letting go of that expectation. How do you really trust in the now and let go of that expectation of whatever you're working on? In terms of manifesting and expectations, I think... Expect to receive what you ask for, but don't expect the how. That's like a key part in manifesting is to really believe that you will receive it and there is no other option but for you to receive it and to act as if uh, and just to see yourself as, as already have received it, but to let go of controlling the how because the universe is infinite love, is infinite possibilities, and you can just never predict how something will manifest. For example, how you'll meet your soulmate, just an example, something I thought of. And when you try to control the how, you're telling the universe that you don't trust it and you close yourself off to what is all around you. I hope this is making sense. It's like something I thought of recently was it's like you're in a field of blossoming flowers, but you're so fixed on one particular flower that you don't see all of the other flowers surrounding you for you to appreciate the abundance around you. So let go of expecting how something will happen. Let go of focusing on that one single flower and expect to receive what you ask for, but just not how it will happen and focus on all of the blossoming flowers around you, all of the possibilities. Mm, Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I love that metaphor too, because it's so true. You know, we get so fixated on that like one thing that we forget to appreciate what we have or what's already great and what's blossoming and what's abundant in our life. When we like bind down and grip hard and we're like, no, this one area of my life is scarce and I need this right, this thing right now. So I think that that metaphor was so perfect and beautiful. And then I also I wanted to ask you on the topic of self-love before we switch to manifestation and law of attraction, which I want to ask you more about regarding self-love for me, loving myself really includes practicing really strong energetic boundaries with others. And I know you have shared before in some of your videos that you're super empathetic to others and you care and you nurture and you give. How do you practice those boundaries so that you don't take on unwanted energy and deplete yourself? Actually, I am an empath, so it's very easy for me to take on other people's energies. I just really want to give all the time, but I know that I need to set in boundaries for myself so that my cup is full because only when my cup is full can I help others to fill their cup. So in terms of in real life, if I am surrounded by any negative energy that I feel, which honestly is quite rare because I'm always conscious about what environment I choose to put myself in, 
happen. But of course, I can't control everything. So if something like that does happen and I feel negative energy around me, I like to visualize a white bubble, like a white bubble of love around me and none of that energy can get through that because visualization is really powerful and it's still a process in practice. And then in terms of boundaries, I just implement it and communicate them clearly. And I also find it easy to set yourself boundaries when you write it out. And that's a way you can become clear about them. For example, one of my boundaries is if my heart is not saying an absolute yes to something, then it's a no. And I just implement it. I always listen to my heart and follow my intuition. That's so powerful. Writing out your boundaries. I've never even thought of that. And that makes so much sense because we get caught in the moment where we have an email and it's like an opportunity and we're like, oh, I should just write back really quickly and say yes. Or, you know, you're at a party and maybe you're like, you want to go home early and the people are like, oh, stay later. It's, you know, stay for another couple hours or like have another drink and then not really take that time to get clear on what your boundaries are. And I like that practice of writing it out and getting clear on what they are and doing it written and by hand, because when it comes time to say it or communicate yourself, you're not struggling for words, which is something sometimes I find myself doing, which is like why I'm really like strong on boundaries and my boundary statement that I always go to. I'll link it in the show notes. There's a video I made on YouTube about my three-step boundary formula, but yeah, I love that. How you write them out. That's such a good tip. Thank you so much, Jasmine. That's so helpful. I've literally never thought of that. And that's like the most genius thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Writing is really, really powerful. I want to switch gears and ask you about the law of attraction and manifestation because I'm super into this as well. So what is the coolest thing that you've ever manifested? Can I say this interview? Oh my God. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know, it's hilarious because I had Dory Frame who was on the podcast too. She also said that she manifested her interview, which is so neat that I have two guests now that met. Actually three because Christy Vale manifested her episode too. So I have three. Oh my God. So cool. Um, (laughs) the universe in action what other kind of things what other kind of things have you manifested or what kind of stuff do you put your manifestation practice towards recently I also manifested my trip to Poland and Japan and all the places that I visited there it was Oh, so many things were on my vision board and I went there in real life and it was just incredible, really incredible. And oh, also actually something I manifested was meeting more soul sisters, uh, friends that I really connect with on a soul deep level, which is so cool. And I never predicted how we would meet, but we did. And she is just amazing. (laughs) That's so powerful when you ask for soul sisters or Gabby Bernstein calls them spiritual running buddies. I have definitely put the call out to the universe, like more soul sisters, like more heart-centered females that I can connect with in real life. And it's so special when the universe delivers on that because that's something so beautiful. And sometimes we don't really realize we're missing that until we kind of get that sort of sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm actually lonely or I spend so much time online and I need more people in real life. And that is such a beautiful thing to manifest. So I'm so glad that you manifested it. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And in one of your videos, you had shared this statement that I really loved and resonated with. And you had said, you can't attract what you want if you don't feel worthy of it. So self-worth and manifestation go like hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like if you believe you're worthy, you get it. If you don't believe you're worthy, it doesn't come. So kind of going back to that self-worth, how have you really practiced elevating up your self-worth when it comes to manifesting things? 
I really struggled with low self-worth in the past. So what I did to cultivate a strong sense of self-worth was it was all about self-awareness and practicing closing the door on my inner critic from a place of love and knowing when that voice pops up, such as, you're not good enough, Jasmine. You're not worthy of this, Jasmine. Like, who do you think you are? Just closing the door and identifying it and knowing that it's not my truth. So just saying, thank you. Uh, this voice but goodbye because I don't need you now and that voice is really just the conditioned mind your truth is always love when you're born you know you're worthy of all of these things and just also practicing speaking kindly to myself such as I am worthy I am enough Jasmine you are enough saying really empowering affirmations to myself just always practicing doing all of the inner work every single day and knowing your worthiness is your birthright. So I really started to focus on my worthiness as a birthright, like babies know it, and just to tap back into my inner child and also to cultivate a stronger sense of self-worth. I just realized more that life is really, really precious. So just to stop taking away from yourself and give to yourself, allow your soul to flourish and have like this really epic human experience calling in all that you desire. You're not doing anyone or yourself a favor by taking away from yourself or serving the higher good by playing small and just taking up space, knowing that you're allowed to, you don't need permission from anyone else. And also resources really helped me to dial up my, as Melissa says, my worthyometer. So like reading, listening to podcasts, surrounding myself in a positive environment and yeah, things like that. I love that. That's so beautiful, Jasmine. And I love what you shared about giving to ourselves versus taking from ourselves and like going for like this epic, awesome human experience because we all could play at a mediocre level and stay in our comfort zone and never do what we really want and have like a super basic mediocre human experience and always have a negative inner critic that like prevents us from doing anything or that idea of like how about a really epic human experience or like how much cool stuff could I manifest or like what would my life look like if I just gave to myself and filled up my cup and like really did all the inner work and I think that's so cool and I love that idea and I've never heard anyone say that and I think that's such a beautiful thing to think about and even for like the listeners to think about for the week of just asking that question like how can I give myself that epic human experience and give to myself versus take away from it I think that's so precious thank you so much for sharing that yeah my pleasure yeah because life is just so precious you know tomorrow isn't guaranteed make today the best day of your life I love that. And I also appreciate that you always circle back to that, you know, the preciousness of the now and of the present and being really grounded in that because it's so easy for the egoic mind to like chase and to future pace and to stress and to worry. And it's like, be here right now. And do you feel like that's really come through meditation or any other practices you've done? Like how have you really gotten grounded in the now? Definitely practicing meditation really has, I have to credit meditation to that, just really focusing on being in the present and feeling, I don't know if I can explain this even, just feeling what's inside me and focusing on my breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always so fascinated by um, when people have a meditation practice and because it's always, my mind is always like, well, you just sit there and you don't think anything. Like, how does it really help? And I, I've been meditating kind of on and off for 
probably about a year now. And whenever my ego gets the best of me, it's like, you're just sitting here doing nothing. (laughs) And it's so true. Like it really helps you get back into your body and back in with your breath. And I don't think I would have understood those words five years ago. I would have been like, meditation's a waste of time because you're not doing anything important. Um, But it's so true. Like getting grounded and understanding that just like even thinking about how our breath works and I know you practice a ton of yoga and I love yoga myself as well. And just like, even when I'm in a class and just seeing the breath come in and out and working with my breath, I'm like, OMG, I have this conscious living breath with me at all times. And during my day, I'm like never aware of it until I place my attention and focus on it through either yoga or manifest or not manifestation, meditation. And it's so beautiful to slow it right down and be like, oh, this is really life. So I really appreciate that you bring that up because it's so beautiful. Also, what is something that you are calling in right now in terms of manifestation and what you're looking to create in your life? I am still calling in soul sisters. That's for sure. I just think relationships are so important. And also just more opportunities. I'm still really learning more and expanding myself and really trying to find which direction I'm going in. And yeah, so more more opportunities and possibilities to expand myself and my business. I love that. And yeah, I feel like that's the most fun thing to call in, especially when you're really detached to the outcome of what kind of opportunities are coming in. I like to do that too. I'm like, universe, send me something fun this month. Or like, yeah, just show me some cool opportunities that I would have never guessed before. Or like something I could have never imagined. I feel like that kind of stuff, like the really kismet, cool stuff that comes out of the blue is always like the most fun. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see what you manifest. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Now, I also want to talk about uh, your intuition and how you connect to the divine because this really ties in with law of attraction and following your inspired actions and, you know, being really grounded in yourself. So this topic of the higher self and, you know, whatever word people use to describe it, like the universe or source energy, how do you take time to actually connect with your higher self? Like, what does that practice look like for you? For me, this very much is self-care. Every time I take care of myself, doing things that I love, that I feel really joyful, that is connecting with my higher self. So definitely meditation, of course, just some silence time or even prayer, a few minutes of just pure calm, focusing on my breath. And in my meditation, at the start, I'll always just focus on my breath and let go of any thoughts. And then I'll also ask, I'll ask God or the universe source in my mind, I ask, dear universe or God, how will you use me today? I don't always receive an answer. If I do, I will take that on. And then I also ask, what is it that I need to know? And I know that any answer I receive is coming from source and allowing myself to connect to my highest self. And yeah, just wait for answers to be answers to be channeled through. And also journaling really helps me connect to my higher self as well. And using my gifts. So I guess I'll say my gifts are writing, creating videos, doing painting or doing yoga. That's all connecting with my higher self and expressing my gifts. And also being in nature. 
And I feel like whenever I'm connected with the nature, like touching the trees or being with the flowers, going on a walk near the river or the beach, then that's when my best ideas usually channel through and for my business and my YouTube channel. And that is my higher self, how I express my higher self. And also giving giving, 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 being kind. That is my highest self. Just taking time every day to do something for every one of my family members, to give to my audience, to pay for someone's groceries. That is to me really just connecting my highest self. Yeah. I love that. And I saw that, that you, you helped out the person at the grocery store. You gave her $20 for her groceries. I saw that that was so beautiful and it really inspired me to do like a random act of kindness as well. So that's so beautiful. And yeah, you're so right. Giving such an easy way to connect. It always feels so good to give. And sometimes we just forget unless we have that reminder to do something simple or something kind, even if it's just like holding open a door for a little bit longer and having to like wait a second for the person to actually pass through when you could have just closed the door and kept walking. Yeah, I think that's so, so beautiful and such an easy way to tap in. And I have a question actually about when you hear answers and I loved the questions you ask in the meditation. That's so powerful. What do I need to know? My goodness, that is so stunning. And something I want to start asking, because sometimes I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, universe, I am listening. What do you want? What do you need to tell me? Like, I got this tip from Jenna Zoe, who reads human design charts. And she says that sometimes she sits in the back of an Uber and she asks, or she'll like, if she has spare time, she'll be like, hey, universe, I'm listening. Like, tell me what I need to know. And I think that's so cool. So when you channel an answer, because channeling kind of comes in different ways for different people. And I know how I channel and it can just sort of hear words, like it's my own voice, but I hear it. How does channeling come to you? Is it a feeling? Is it a knowingness? Do you hear it? Is it a visual? What does, what does that process look like of when you receive the messages from the divine? I'm a very visual person, so I do receive lots of visuals, and in my meditation, I usually receive it as a voice, like it's my own voice, but it's not really coming from me, it's coming from source, so the voice, and you know, sometimes I'll be doing something, and I'll suddenly receive a download, a message from the universe, and in my heart, it just starts beating faster, I get this sensation inside, and I feel really, really excited, like my vibration is so high and that's when I know I have received something when I've channeled through something Mm, I love that and I love what you shared about the download that's so cool I also call them divine downloads and you're so right when you get that really big intuitive hit it feels really exciting it's like oh my god I have to do this right now and I really I remember I had a visual of like there was a time in the summer because I really connect as well like you to my higher self when I'm out for a walk and walking the seawall and just enjoying a podcast and I had this intuitive pull to just go home and record an episode about honoring your pleasure and I was like I had the divine hit and the divine download and I literally just ran home I like (laughs) have my little sneakers on and I was like holding my coffee in my reusable mug and I was like jogging home like I gotta do this it's so fun and I think that's a a beautiful way to describe it because sometimes we don't really know or realize that those are divine inspirations or pings or intuitive guidance or stuff that's being channeled we just sort of Sometimes we like are like, oh, this is an idea or this is something I could do. And we kind of tuck it away for later. But to sort of have that wording around, oh, this is like, this could be a really strong inspired action or like this is something that's channeled or this is an, a key or like a, a nugget the universe is giving me. And sometimes when I have that point of view, it it encourages me to take action on it more immediately and 
really treat it with care because in the past I'd be like, oh, that sounds cool. I'll just do it later. And then later would never happen. But sort of taking more care when you treat it as like a divine download of like, oh my God, the universe gave this to me. Like I should really go do something with this. And it really puts it into motion. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah, because when an idea comes to you and if you don't take inspired action straight away, it may leave you and the universe will give it to someone else. Yeah, totally. Oh my gosh. I know. Did you ever read uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert? Oh, it's on my to-read list. It is. No, I haven't read it yet. She talks a lot about that. And when I first learned that, because she talks about, you know, if you don't take action on the idea, somebody else will do it. I was like, OMG, I have to take action right away. And it's so funny. I spoke about this on a podcast recently. Like since I created Your Conscious Empire, which is all about building like a heart center business and doing what you adore. I've had a lot of people be like, oh, that's really interesting. Like I've always wanted to create a course like that, but I, you know, I didn't, or I was thinking about doing something like that, but I haven't. And I was like, well, you probably got the divine download, but you didn't take action. And I got the divine download and I was like, oh my God, I have to take action right now. So I love that you share that, that if you don't take action on the divine download, the universe gives it to somebody else. Cause I so believe that too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something else that you shared in a YouTube video where you're talking about things that your audience and subscribers didn't know about you, you were sharing that you are super intuitive and that you're really connected to your dreams, which I thought was the most cool thing ever. So can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, so firstly, I think that every single human being is intuitive. We all have this intuitive side of us, and it's just about practice. And some people are just a bit more uh, intuitive than others. It's just how they're born, their personality. And I did some research on like astrology. I'm so into that. And I was born on a waning crescent or the balsamic moon. And that is a very intuitive part of you. It, it's a, what do you call it? <laughs> um, So people born under a waning crescent tend to be more intuitive. And also my son is in cancer and that's also an intuitive sign. And I've had a lot of dreams where I've written down my dreams and I don't always write down all of my dreams, but sometimes I feel really called to do that. And then a few months later, I'll realize that, oh my goodness, it actually happened in real life. And it just really amazes me. And yeah, I can always feel when there's something major about to happen in my life, like when there's about to be an energetic shift and I write it down and a few months later I reflect and it it actually happened. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Cause I'm, I'm like you where I can feel when something big is coming and I can usually, it's, I've been really working on my intuitive gifts, but like I can feel the energy right before somebody's about to buy something. Like it's sometimes I'm like, I know if I check my email right now, there's going to be a sale. And it's like, it's like, but it's like, but sometimes it's like, I, I mean, I've been really practicing it. And then sometimes my intuition's like really spot on. Sometimes it's not spot on. Like I really try my best to just follow it and listen, but I'm so fascinated about the dreams. Cause I feel like a lot of people look at dreaming as a spiritual practice. And I don't know a lot about this, but I know a lot of people have shared that, you know, they get messages in dreams or they ask for guidance right before they go to bed and they get answers in their dreams. I know my sister, she like can help solve math problems like in her dreams. She's she's an engineer and she can help. It helps her to like think about the problems right before bed. And then in the evening dream time, she'll, she'll find the solution. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> help. Me do that too. Oh, that's so cool. But do you do anything to have these kinds of dreams? Do you connect in any way to the universe or is it just something you just, it just comes automatically and then you write them down after they've occurred? It just happens. Like I just dream. I don't, I haven't asked 
to dream about something in particular before, but it happens and sometimes I'll write it down. Although sometimes when I have a really, really vivid dream and I remember it really clearly and it touches something deep within my soul, I know that it's something, it's a message the universe is communicating to me. Like for example, one that I can think of is a few times I have had dreams where I have it might sound a bit sad, but <laughs> lost my sister, for example. And I knew, I just knew that that was a message from the universe telling me to appreciate my sister more, show my sister love because no one, oh, I guess physically, we don't live forever, this body and this body will leave one day. And, you know, so just to really appreciate time with my sister and show her more love, for example. Mm, that's beautiful. And I really appreciate you showing that. I think dreams are so fascinating and cool. And I think that's so neat that you have that ability to connect your dreams. It really inspires me to connect to my dreams. But sometimes I think like about all the spiritual practices that we could be doing. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm aware of all my conscious activities and then my subconscious activities. And I have to be aware of all myself during the day. And now I have to be aware of myself (laughs) during the night. It's like (laughs) everything, but it's, I totally know what you mean. Like it's the spiritual rabbit hole where I just want to learn and like do everything. And then, oh, back to, do you know you're like, you're rising and your moon sign? Like I'm just getting into astrology, but you were saying that you're really into that stuff. Do you know your other, those other ones? Have you looked at that or done a birth chart like that? Yeah, I've done a birth natal chart and it's so interesting just reading through it. And I'm a rising Virgo and moon in Taurus. Cool. I know it's so interesting to learn and what they mean. Is there somebody that you follow that does that stuff or is is there anybody that you really like? Yes, Danielle Page. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. Oh, she is amazing. She did. Have you, do you know Sahara Rose? Yes, I do know Sahara. Not personally, but I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did a podcast episode together about astrology and that was, oh, it was just amazing. I highly recommend that one. Okay, perfect. I'm going to go listen because I've been trying to find somebody to learn from. There's a couple of different people I've been learning from, but that's something I want to get into a little bit more. So thank you for sharing your other, your other signs as well. So this is a good spot for us to wrap up and conclude. Something I want to ask you is, you know, when we're seekers on our spiritual paths and on the self-development journey, you know, we're always really working on improving yourself. So what is something that you're working on right now? Right now, I am really, really working on cultivating more intimate and deep relationships with my loved ones and really prioritizing quality time with them and just reminding myself the importance of real life relationships because as someone who works online and I spend a lot of time online and with online relationships which are all great and really important as well but it's always real life that is more important so I'm just really practicing on balancing that at the moment. I like that. And, you know, I echo the exact same thing. That's something I'm working on really intensely right now too. It's like, I'm in the same bucket as you where I have all these internet friends and like online stuff. And I could spend my whole day connecting with people on the interwebs, but like in person in real life is so important. And what is something that the listeners and I can do to personally support you? Uh, um, (laughs) I guess to support me, 
spread the love, just spread the love. And if I guess, well, if there is a video that you watch or an Instagram post that really resonates with you, then maybe you can share that and it will just reach out to more people and share it with someone that you know perhaps can really benefit from it. And not just because it's my video or my post or whatever. It's it's not about me. It's just about spreading the love and really serving the higher good. That would be amazing. I love that. Yeah. And you're so right. The importance of like spreading, spreading the good stuff and spreading the high vibe stuff and the the work that needs to be shared. I think that's so important. So I, I agree for the listeners listening. Um, if you really resonate with any of Jasmine's stuff, like take a second to share it and share like the love and choose to share the light versus like the dark and the gossip and the negativity or the negative news opting in to share the light. I love that and always spread the love. And last but not least, if listeners want to find you online and say hello, where is the best place for them to reach out and say hi? If you'd like to send me a message, uh, always feel free to drop by on my Instagram. I do my best to reply to all of your messages and also on my YouTube, of course. That's my main platform, so all of my videos are there. Um, and I have playlists as well sorted by like self-love, for example, wellness and recipes and uh, language videos. And then you can also contact me on my website as well. And you can find my Etsy store there, my meditations, my ebooks, and all that good stuff. Perfect. Amazing. I'll put all those links in the show notes as well so listeners can go check them out and find them. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for coming on the show. It was such a pleasure to have you. And thank you for the two-way manifestation. I manifested you coming on and you manifested the show. So thank you so much. Thank you so much as well, Kelly. I just truly, you really inspire me in so many ways and you're really doing so much for this world. And just thank you. Thank you as well. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I so appreciate that. I, I really feel that in my heart. So thank you so much. All right, my friends, and there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and for being here. I so appreciate you. If you are loving this episode, just take a screenshot of it right now, upload it to your Instagram stories and tag Jasmine and I in it. Just at Jazz Lipska on Instagram and at Kelly Track. You'll find us both and we would just love to hear from you. It is the best when listeners reach out and just share what you're learning or share what you loved, share your favorite thing and favorite quote that Jasmine said today. We would just adore hearing from you and it would be so much fun to connect with you over on the gram. So my friends, I so appreciate you for taking the time to listen and for tuning in today. And thank you so much for subscribing to the show, for rating and reviewing the podcast. If you are loving this episode and you have have gotten a lot of value from it, or if you've listened for a long time to the Kelly Truck Show, I would so appreciate if you took a second to leave a rating and review over on the Apple Podcasts app. P.S. I am doing that giveaway, so still get in on it. Just all you have to do is leave your honest rave review and some stars and leave your Instagram handle, and I'll let you know if you win the giveaway and you win both of my courses. So people, once again, I love you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You rock. Sending you amazing vibes today. I hope you have a really beautiful, joy-filled day. And um, I just so appreciate you for being here. So thank you so much. And I'll catch you back here soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. 